Hey, it's producer Daniel from The Dive Table. I wanted to take a minute to let you know about our dive clubs. If you enjoy what Nick and Jay bring to The Dive Table every week, then I would ask you to consider joining one of our exclusive, all-inclusive dive clubs. Bringing you this content every week does take time and energy, and just like any other item on the market, it requires upfront costs. Lucky for us, we're not in the market of mass production because we only create one product, the dive table. With your support, however, we can start to bring exclusive content to the dive table that we wouldn't otherwise be able to accomplish. Interviews with legendary scuba divers such as Mike Galt, global conservationists such as Jean-Michel Cousteau, and marine biologists such as Dr. Sylvia Earle. Go to our website, www.thedivetable.com and click on Join a Dive Club in the upper right-hand corner. Choose a club that best fits your budget and join today. Help us spread the messages of those that help keep our diving waters clean and healthy. Help us be the diving podcast that brings the most comprehensive stories to your ears. Thank you. Welcome to The Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Mr. Nick Hogle. Nick, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. Uh, we were just telling some funny stories about nude parks and photos, but we'll save that for another podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> just one the behind the scenes. Oh, yes. The, I think the conclusion was negatory on both ends of those uh, nude parks <laughs> and new photos. Not what you expect for them to be. Uh, good. And producer Daniel is here as well, which must mean we are recording another episode of the show. So today, Nick, we wanted to kind of turn some attention into a different side of the scubaverse, which is the professional world of scuba. And we wanted to tackle the question for each one of us, why did you go pro? Now, this is going to be a very interesting conversation because there are different reasons to go pro. There are in fact, some different definitions of what pro actually means. And I think in, in the scuba world, scuba land, scuba verse, you know, there are very different reasons for people to turn pro. And so I think this discussion will be interesting, I think, to illuminate, again, our experiences, our opinions, our reasons, what we considered in terms of making that decision of turning pro. And maybe if you're out there listening to this, and you're considering going pro or you've already made that move, it will help kind of clarify for yourself that decision and the reason that maybe you are a pro or you've made the decision to go pro. So I'm looking forward to this discussion. I think uh, we'll probably do some other episodes on our journeys to get there, but this is really the, the foundational question around why did each of us decide to go pro when it comes to scuba diving? So you ready to uh, jump into this one? Oh, I'm ready to back roll right in. Maybe giant stride. I don't know. A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Nick Hogle and Jay Gardner. All right. So let's start with the, the fundamental question here, which is why did you, Nick, decide that going pro was the right decision for you? Well, um, I think at the time for me, it was just kind of a natural progression of things. And, and a lot of people, um, as they're going through their classes, uh, I, cause I know, and we've talked about this before to me, it's like, okay, well, I just finished this class. What's next? You know, I just finished my open water. What's next? I just finished my advanced. What's next? Rescue. Uh, I, I know in a lot of places, uh, it's a selling point to get people to go pro because it's like, oh, here's the next thing. Here's the next class that you can take to go pro. Um, for me, I, I just was a, a natural progression because I, I, I can tell you right now when I got into open water or when I got into scuba diving, I I took my open water class, I had no intentions of going pro. I was just like, I want to dive. This allows me to go on trips. It, you know, once I'm certified, I can go on trips. I'm certified. I can go on the dive boat. I can go do that dive that I want to do. And then, you know, something in me just kind of clicked like, wow, I really enjoy this. What's the next class? 
So obviously most people go into their advanced class and then most people, you know, will go into, I don't want to say rescue, but they're just trying to find more classes. And for me, it was just a natural progression into things. And at that point, you know, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I don't want to call anybody a salesman or anything because I had sold myself on it, but they're just saying like, oh, what's, you know, they, they can kind of see, oh, what's the next, oh, you should go pro, you know, like that's the next step. And, uh, so I was like, why not? Like, let's, let's try this out. And, you know, you, as you're going through the stages of, for me, when I was going through the stages of classes, you know, you're always looking up to the instructor, you're looking up to the pros and, you know, I'm using that term loosely, but you're looking <laughs> up, you're looking up to the people that are the, the professionals or the, the pros in your class, the dive master or the assistant instructor or the instructor. And you're like, man, I want to be, I, I, I look up to this person. You kind of have a natural thing to want to go towards that. And so for me, it was just like, oh, the, it just seems natural. Let's keep going with it. And uh, I, I, I don't necessarily, like I said, when I first got into diving, it wasn't like, I know I'm going to become an instructor. I had no intentions, but it just kind of naturally progressed in that way. And then after becoming a pro, which is a different story, I, I've definitely really enjoyed it. Uh, but for me, it was just a natural progression. I, I can't really, um, you know, some people have that, oh, I want to go pro. As soon as I got into this, I knew I wanted to be an instructor. I can't say that. It was... Uh, just, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next. And then as my, uh, you know, I evolved as a diver, it became, oh, what's next, you know, and, and, and eventually that's why I went to two different agencies. I became pro with one agency and then wanted to go become professional with another agency just because, um, of the different types of diving. So I, I, uh, learned freshwater lakes here in Texas, learned one aspect of it. And then for me, I felt kind of weird going to the ocean being like, oh, I'm a professional diver and I have no clue what I'm doing in the ocean because it's very different as we've spoke about many times. And then I was like, oh, I want to go take a program through uh, this other agency that is going to, that, that I'm going to do more diving in the ocean. But looking back on it, it's not like I definitely learned a lot, but it's not, I, I, I could have easily went a different route and achieved all of that, but I didn't because I was like, Oh, this is the way that I'm going to go do it. And then plus, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day too, which is kind of funny. I, um, I always look for the, uh, cheapest way to, to get out of things and, um, going pro, in so I did I did an I did an internship uh, I did an internship thing out in the ocean because basically it was uh, oh, okay I can if I do this internship I can hop on a dive boat any time of day and I'm good to go diving and um, I, so that was probably the real reason I went to the ocean side of it to do the internship because um, the cost was a lot cheaper than going out and paying to go on a boat every day I was like oh if I do the internship because literally I was getting sometimes five dives a day out in the ocean which built up my experience um, so yeah always looking for the easy way out but no um, <laughs> it was it was just a natural progression end of a long story I'm chatting away but uh, it was just a natural progression. Like, oh, what's the next step? What's the next step? Why not lead into that? Well, let's stay with yours for a minute because the the other question that kind of comes around this is what factors did you consider? So, for example, you know, was this a, a business decision for you in terms of like, I want to turn pro so that I can make money doing scuba or make, you know, or or uh, yeah, that's kind of a, uh, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, you know, a non sequitur there, but you know, was there a business consideration? Was it, I get free gas and tanks? Was it, you know, I'm sure there are lots of factors, but what were some of the factors that you considered in that decision that kind of pushed you to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to take that step outside of, Hey, this is a natural progression. I'm sure there were some things that you thought about and factors that played into that decision for you. Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> um, the business side of it definitely was not there. I'm probably the worst business minded individual out there. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just not, uh, there, there definitely the money 
factor was not there to be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna become rich off of this. Well, <laughs> like, well, there's two different types of rich, right? But um, I mean, it, you know, if y'all remember my my favorite joke, how do you make a million dollar dive shop? You start with two, right? So there's <laughs> two million. Yeah, two million. Um, yeah, no, don't start two dive shops. Uh, but um, no, uh, to me, it a, a big reason. I guess looking back on it now, thinking about it, uh, I don't want to say a big reason that I wanted to go pro was um, it led into the lifestyle that I wanted to lead live. Um, I you, you just heard me talk about there's two types of rich. There's definitely rich financially that we all know and, and think about most of the times. But then I, I think that you can be rich in life and not necessarily have the finances. It definitely helps. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not knocking any anybody for being financially stable or, or well off. Um, but I wanted to be on a beach every day. That's that's my happy place. That's why I talk about the 30-foot reef, the 80-80-80 dives. Um, I want to be on that beach just kicking back, listening to the ocean. That That is my happy place. That's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. And I'm like, okay, how can I facilitate this? Oh, you know, I see that you could go become a scuba instructor in a lot of different places in the world. Granted, I could go to the middle of, you know, different parts of Europe and, and be a professional diver. I don't think that's where I want to go. I don't want to do any cold water diving. I want to sit back on a beach in Indonesia and teach people how to dive. Um, so I saw like, oh, there's there's my way in there to be able to do that. And 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 this can be a whole nother topic. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll kind of talk about it now, but, um, you are, and we actually talked about it a little bit in, in, uh, one of our last podcasts, uh, where we interviewed Sarah from Azul. If you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to that. Um, there, there is like this weird, you know, depending on the agency that you go with, but you are kind of sold this lifestyle that you can, achieve like oh become a scuba instructor and you can go anywhere in the world and teach and and you absolutely can but you know the the poster on the wall is very much different than reality but that's you know that's that shouldn't be a life lesson and if it is to you at this point in life you know it's always you know there's always that like oh it looks absolutely beautiful in there um but for me you know i was backpacking around. I always loved being around the ocean. I'm like, oh, how can I do this more? Oh, become a scuba instructor. So I think that there was that huge part of it behind it where I do, I, at the end of the day, I want to sit on a beach. Um, and I have really enjoyed the teaching aspect of becoming a pro. And, and just because you're a pro doesn't mean you're teaching. You can be a professional diver. You're a dive master. You're teaching, but you're not certifying, I guess. Uh, and it's, you know, to me, I think that was a huge reason behind it. And then plus, yeah, the free air, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, we've talked about um, th this is not a cheap sport when you get into it. You know, we, we talked literally about, oh, I'm, I'm always in a constant argument of how much money I spend. I don't even want to reveal how much money I spent at this point. Um, we're all in that boat. We're all in that boat, right? Uh, but, you know, there are pro discounts that you get, you know, like working for the shop that I worked for, we do get discounts on certain things, which was nice. At the end of the day, am I ever going to make my money back? No, I definitely don't think so. Um, and it's become much more like I don't, I would love to figure out and I'm, I'm currently in the process. It'll probably be for a while um, to how to create a brand, a business around what I'm doing and teach people. And at the end of the day, it would be nice to make, you know, money to be able to feed myself and put a roof over my head. Uh, but I, I do think that there was that little bit of you know, I want to be on a beach teaching people, not even teach people. I just want to be on a beach and how can I get to go scuba diving? <laughs> if I teach people, awesome. But how do I get to sit on that beach every day and enjoy that, you know, fruit cocktail, whatever it might be, in which I'm not, pina you know, colada, yeah, pina cherries. Colada, yeah. yeah, that's where it's at, baby. <laughs> I do. I do like my beer. Um, but it's, it's, you know, how, how can I achieve that? And, um, I'm, 
striving towards that right now. That's something that I'm in the process of, okay, how can I get to where I'm going to go, you know, open up that little dive shop on the beach and, and just teach the occasional people that come in. Um, and, and what's really awesome is Daniel at the dive table is going to completely fund that endeavor. So thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Man, if we added up all the things that you, you think Daniel's going to pay for, we'd be in big trouble. Wait a minute. It's in the contract, Remortgage right? the house, buddy. It's, uh, not now, though. But uh, yeah, long answer to a, a, a short question. No, I think that's great. I think it's, it's great to hear about your mindset in it. And I think there are lots of different mindsets that people carry into that decision. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of different ones when you ask that question and you would think everyone's journey was similar, you know, to yours or, or to what your decision matrix was in that, you know, key, I'm going to go pro moment, but it's extremely varied from what I've heard from others. Uh, and, and even as it compares to my own decision. So to hear your story is really interesting. And being on a beach. And again, I think you're totally right. The difference between rich financially numbers in a, in a bank account versus rich in life and lifestyle. And that those things, you know, they, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. It's not like one or the other, you know, you can have both, but I think for sure the more fulfilling one to chase is definitely the rich in life, uh, rich in, in a lifestyle that you want to lead and and scuba it can be it can also be a, a journey to uh you know iceland and or not iceland to where, where was that recent one like being a dive guide out in um you know the the um the ice and glaciers which would be for some people that's their happy place right in that iceland i don't remember where it was i was reading somebody antarctica that's what it was antarctica uh someone i i know came back from being on a liveaboard for weeks and the journey across and all stuff. And someone's a professional who's a dive guide for the glaciers. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting perspective for ice diving pro, but yeah, really cool to hear your perspective on those things. It just made me very cold yeah. thinking oh, I, about that. I wish we're in, in the middle of the heat wave in Texas right now. And don't get me wrong though. I would love to go and dive that I would love to go and experience that as far as teaching. I don't think I could mentally or physically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine your, your professional job is to be on a boat that goes to Antarctica and dives glaciers for some people that's like amazing. And I could see the appeal for others. That's like hell. But then again, on the other side, people coming into Texas to teach people to dive in a, in a lake while it's a hundred degrees for how many weeks now, like uh, six or seven weeks straight. It's pretty, and, Wild. is hell for them so anyways people have different perspectives not a lifestyle perspective <laughs> um well i guess well, let's let's turn the dive table so <laughs> what uh you yeah what you um, what you you, <laughs> what you? now <laughs> no I, I echo a lot of what you said originally i think there was the desire to get better and we've talked about that chart on the wall before and that chart leads to pro and that's a business decision for a lot of um, agencies uh, because, you know, it's a progression towards dues and it's just being honest. But I saw the chart on the wall. So how do you get better? What's the next thing? It leads to professional for the most part. I think there was definitely a feeling of like, yeah, that's a amazing. I want to be like that person. Your instructor in your open water class is like a, a scuba god at that moment. You know, you just... you. You just can't believe how amazing they are compared to you. Looking back, knowing what I know now, that's not the case. But in, in the moment, that's definitely how you felt. And you saw, you know, the dive masters that were there. And, you know, the 100 dives seemed like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe you've done this 100 times or whatever it is. And so there was some of that um, appeal to me there and push. Because I think un unlike you in my open water class, I remember calling the, the manager of the shop that I learned through and going, look, I'm probably going to end up going pro because that's where the chart leads. What should I be doing now? Like, what is the path towards that? And I got some advice and um, around that stuff. And, and so I, I think it was probably a, a pull for me from, you know, day two, day, day one in diving. And then for me also, there's just a natural piece of, you know, I'm a, where I'm at my 
my best from a career perspective is teaching. That's, that's what I do best in non-diving. So it seemed like a natural kind of combination of something that I loved and something that uh, I'm good at and skilled at, which is teaching. Um, and so how could I combine those two things? And I think that was the initial draw, but I didn't really pursue that draw. I just kind of in the back of my head, those were things that were pulling me. And it took a while for me to get to a why. And for me, the why, why did I choose to go pro was, you know, for me, we've told this story before, but in my diving, you know, I was going, hey, you know, I want to get better. And the path that I'm on right now is not getting me there right? The, the path that I was taking. And so, you know, we talked about that moment for me where I decided, okay, I'm done with X with, with this and I'm going to take control and do it on my own, which was, you know, a crazy decision as well. So listen to everything, read everything, take lots of training with different agencies to try and find something. And at the end of the day, I found something for me, I found, and we'll talk more about this UTD, which is a DIR training, um, agency that has a long story to it as well. But I found that I found the coaching program and joined that program where it was a very different model that we've talked about, I think back in the very beginning of the podcast here, uh, first couple shows. And for me, that changed my diving. It changed my knowledge of diving. It changed my enjoyment of it. It changed my, my way that I dove and approached diving. It just had a lot of positive benefits for me. And so my why in choosing to go pro was really to provide that experience for somebody else. So I wanted to be able to look at somebody else and say, you know what, I can teach you how to get here, right? I can help you on your journey to get here as a diver um, and an enjoyment and fulfillment from this sport that I love so much and that I can't imagine anybody doing once and not becoming obsessed with, right? Like that, that just doesn't compute in my head that you can dive and then not dive again the next day. You know what I mean? Like I not want to dive again the next day. Like people that, and, and that's a lot of divers are not that I, for me, it doesn't compute in my head. The minute I did it, it was like, I want to do this as often as I possibly can every single day, like as much time underwater as I possibly can. So for me, that experience of transforming my diving was something that I wanted to do for others. And, and I had that desire. Again, these were desires without steps. So yeah, I take my rescue class. Yeah. You know, I knew that was setting up, but I wanted to gain more experience. I, I didn't know exactly what the timing would be. And lo and behold, like getting into diving, my wife gave me the nudge, uh, love her dearly for it. And she always tends to be in that role for me, but she gave me the nudge and reached out to my coach and said, Hey, uh, and know that eventually he wants to go pro what's the right timing? How should he do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I got a phone call from him and we got in the water together. Little did I know that was an actual kind of uh, test. Uh, I didn't know, but it was a, an evaluation per se of whether or not I was ready to, to take that path. And from out of that, I got a video for Christmas that said, Hey, uh, you know, based on the evaluation, based on what we talked about, I think you're ready to join this program. Welcome to the leadership program. And so that's really, it wasn't even my decision per se. I didn't take that step. It was kind of a step taken for me. And that was my experience in, but, but the driving factor comes back to, I want to be able to provide the experience that I had and how impactful and valuable that experience has been for me to other divers. Um, and that's really the, the why behind my decision to, to go pro. And again, it's interesting when you talk about pro in other, let's, let's call them, you know, extreme sports, or I don't know what category I always think X games, like, you know, that's the, the category maybe that scuba kind of falls into in some ways and kind of falls into other categories of like, like where, where snowboarding started is kind of where scuba is today in some ways. When you talk about pro and like BMX or snowboarding, we really talk about a sponsorship. And what's funny in diving is you talk about pro, you're talking about indentured servitude. <laughs> but I mean, in some ways you're talking about like becoming professional, not because you're so good at it that you get sponsored. You're becoming pro because now you're 
taking responsibility for other people, uh, you know, in, in whether you're a dive master or an instructor or IT or whatever it would be in training other people how to do it, which is more of a, you become a trainer, not necessarily professional, uh, which is interesting. So anyway, that's my long answer to the story, you know, to the question, why did you go pro? I think uh, there, there's a lot of reasons, but ultimately it was about trying to pass on the experience I had to others uh, and and be able to do that in a capacity that, you know, was a a formal relationship rather than a, you know, passing by buddy to buddy relationship. I think that, that those lines are good when it comes to trainer versus trainee or mentee versus mentor. Um, sometimes when it's just buddies passing information back and forth, it's more conversational opinion rather than here's how you actually get to what you want to get to. And that's in more formal perspective. No, that's uh, I like that answer. And and now like I'm kind of thinking about it, like showing, introducing somebody to that experience. And um, I, I actually wonder if, the if the first time I went diving, if it was under different circumstances, if I would have, I, I think I would have enjoyed it that much, but I don't know. I can't answer that because my first experience was the ocean, beautiful reefs, that 30 foot reef, you know, um, and, and I, I look back on that and that was such a mind blowing experience for me. And then when I came back to Texas, I, I, I've said this before, I actually had no idea that there was diving in central <laughs> Texas. I, um, had it in my mindset that I'm going to go back out there. I'm going to get certified and it easily could have happened that way. Uh, but for me, when I was going through all these classes, I had this end goal of, I need to make it back to the ocean. And that might be why I, you know, talk about that all the time. Like I want that 30 foot reef because that was my first experience, completely mind blowing. And, uh, going in which it's really funny cause you, you should be a pro, but there are a lot of areas out there, you know, that there, I, I have friends that have literally guided people have done probably hundreds, if not thousands of dives and just, you know, they had their open water and they're guiding people you know, yeah. <laughs> through the water and everything. It's just some random, you know, small islands and, you know, the Southeast Asia area, um, probably more common practice than it should be. But, uh, that to me was just such an amazing experience. And, and, um, I do, I would love to give that experience to others, uh, especially as a, uh, discover scuba dive, just going out in the ocean. It's such a wild thing to me. Just when I first got out there, just like, holy cow, there's all this stuff underneath the water. Um, and, and it all kind of started with a, a snorkel experience. I just bought a cheap little snorkel kit when I was like, man, this is really cool. Let's, I want to spend more time down there. And, um, but no, I, I do. And I, and, and that's another reason why I, you know, maybe want to sit on the beach and go back to that is to be able to show that to somebody for their first time. But it is also amazing because there's been so many different rewards after becoming a pro, not necessarily, you know, the, the journey of becoming a pro, um, but to, to give somebody that first experience of breathing underwater and seeing that transition of somebody feeling not so comfortable and then just loving it, being like, I need to do more of this. I need to do more of this. And, and, um, I, I have been able to see that journey for some people, getting them certified as their, you know, their first certification and then going, you know, to that lake a year later and seeing how many different classes, how many different dives, how many different experiences that they've had. Um, but no, the experience, I, I, I do enjoy that answer just because, um, it was such a impact for me that first time going underwater. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why I do love that 30 foot reef. And I could just sit there all day and look at all the cool little creatures down there and, um, just show them all the cool different things. Yeah, no, I, I you know, it's interesting because that's a mindset thing in my opinion is when you become a, in a role of teaching, whatever that might look like, right? So some people call that mentor, some people call it coach, some people call it leader, some people call it instructor. There's lots of different, you know, words for that uh, master wizard, if you're in Harry Potter, 
or whatever that one is. Uh, but there are different words, but the mindset of that and what I find amazing about people that choose willingly to take that on is that the mindset immediately is oriented toward the other's experience. So, you know, kudos to, I would say, the majority of instructors out there, whether you're in scuba or everywhere else, that decision to, to make your success about somebody else's success, I think is a noble one. And I talk a lot about this in my professional career that's non-scuba, but I think that it's one of the most noble decisions you can make from a professional perspective is to orient yourself towards another person's success, another person's experience. And that's amazing. I think a lot of people don't necessarily take that mindset. A lot of people's mindset stays in my own experience, my own success, my own uh, you know perspective of things. And it's very hard to take that and move it from about me to about somebody else. It's not even about we in a lot of ways. When you're in, in that role of instructor, it's not about even your experience. It's about someone else's. And I remember... Uh, in another setting, again, we were, you know, training a bunch of coaches inside of a very large organization in Europe. And I remember we had the the graduation. It was six months of training for these, you know, 45, 50 coaches that we had trained up. And I'd been the principal, you know, in charge of their development and their training. And this was kind of the culmination of the pilot program that went on to, for years and years and years, certify all these coaches. And I remember being in the graduation ceremony and, you know, all the big wigs of the company are there and, you know, these coaches are there. And I remember they all had gifts that they were given. And, um, I remember not being acknowledged. Number one, that feeling like, wait a minute, like I built the entire program and like me and my team are the ones that did all this. And I remember not getting, I think they were giving away hoodies and they were really cool looking hoodies that said like, you know, coach on them and all this stuff. And, they're getting, and I remember not getting one of those. And initially sitting in that room, I remember feeling this like, WTF? Like, <laughs> like I, you know what? You're not acknowledged. Like this like ego popped up for me big time. And then I remember the feeling of like, wait a minute. This is what it is. This is what it means to be an instructor. Truly, is that all the other people are on stage getting the accolades and receiving the gifts and their experience of success in that moment is beautiful. And my role is to, is can I walk away with no one knowing I walked away? And that feeling, that mindset. So there is something about that and there is a, a shift and it's something I'm very passionate about in my life in general is the orientation towards another person's success. And I think for you instructors out there, or for you pros out there, We'll talk about in the next section what it really means. And it's not an easy, you know, sit on the beach and, and, uh, and hang out and, and make millions of dollars, you know, just diving every day. It's hard. Um, but I think that there is a, as you've talked about, a lifestyle richness to the decision to orient yourself towards another person's success. So I just want to take a moment, and I think we will as uh, together, to say kudos to those instructors sticking it out that are, are in that mindset of how do I make somebody else successful even though there's pain and there's struggle for me involved in that. Uh, I think that there's a noble decision and, and a nobility and a richness to your lifestyle when you make the decision to be about someone else's success. So kudos from us here at the dive table, or at least from me. Um, I won't speak for you, Nick, uh, for those that are out there listening to that and, and have made that decision in their life. Well, first off, I'm going to say shame on that group for not giving you credit. Come on now. <laughs> I Lord. got a jacket, I was but I say, backdoored okay. it. I backdoored it. I, need it. To, I, I was going to say, me and Daniel are going to pitch in and get you a sweater that says coach. As long as it has uh, buttons on it like Mr. Rogers, I'm good, man. Um, I know, right? In this 100-degree heat, I'm talking about sweaters. Uh, but no, I, I, I love that um, because it is – you you are in a sense you're almost trying to teach them the the we you know like to build that within them like we not just i but we this is a group um and no i i do agree i think that 
the teachers, instructors, coaches of the world don't get the credit that they deserve because, um, I mean, here in, you know, not to go into politics or anything, but here in this country, I mean, teachers are not paid very well. People have to get out of the business just because they're not even able to make a living. And I've, I've stated that for a very long time. Maybe I, um, I've always held teachers in such high regard because, you know, they're, they're pretty much shaping the future. They're, they're shaping like you, you take an elementary school teacher or a high school teacher or even a college professor and you're literally changing the world with what you're doing because you can plant the seed, ignite the spark that changes the world just by being a good mentor, a good coach. And, um, and that might be a, a, a driving factor and another reason un- subconsciously why I wanted to go towards teaching people um, to just teach them safely and how to do it the right way. Uh, because at the end of the day, you're, you're not making the million dollars. You're, you're not making the big bucks in scuba anyways, I should say, um, you're, you're not, you know, and so you're really, you really have to have a love for this sport to want to be able to pass that on and it can become quite frustrating. Um, and, uh, to, to mention, uh, Sarah again from Azul Unlimited, uh, she literally had a, a you know, she was teaching, she had a shop and just, you know, for certain reasons, um, gave it up and not, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say gave it up, but she, she went off of teaching status and you'll, you'll hear about that a little bit, uh, or you have heard about that, I should say. Um, and, uh, it, it's kind of a bummer that there's probably really good instructors out there that have given up the lifestyle just because they're just like, I can't do this anymore. And, and maybe that's the life of a teacher or an instructor, um, is, you know, we've all seen coach Carter or have we not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Great oh, movie, man. Samuel. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I do, I do. Uh, I, I like that. That's a very good perspective to have. Well, I think there's probably like 10 other episodes they come to my mind here that we could do around, you know, going pro the good, the bad and the ugly, what it's really like and things like that. We won't have time today, but I think it is also worth mentioning that the, the value of good instruction. And I think that there is, there are like in any profession and in any activity, there are, there's good and there's bad. And I think that I don't think that a lot of scuba instructors or scuba pros get into it and go, you know what? I want to be bad at this or I want to be just mediocre. You know, like I think a lot of people get into it and and want to be great and want to learn about things. And so I think there are divers out there who have had experiences likely in both camps, right? They've had bad instructors or people they didn't jive with or people that, that maybe had reached their limit of what they could give because teaching is about giving, right? And in the first and foremost skill is how do you open yourself up and give of yourself because you're giving knowledge, you're giving experience, you're giving your opinion, you're giving lots of different things. And it's not really about you. I mean, yes, you get to be a better diver instructing others, but the eyes are on the other people, right? <laughs> like, like you're not, you're not necessarily getting evaluated um, and growing as a diver by intent. You're growing as a side effect of teaching other people. And so there are people that reach their limits and, and have given all they can or have, you know, and there's just shitty people too, like that exist <laughs> in the world. And I'm not, you know, pointing fingers, but they do. And why are you so, looking at me right now? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant to be looking at Daniel. But, um, but there are good and bad. And so not all instructors are, are this noble class of folk that we're talking about right now. In the same breath, though, I think that the value of your education, the value of getting an education in anything is comes back down to your instructor or mentor or coach or whatever you want to call them, their willingness to give. And I have found in this industry so far that the ones that I've really appreciated are the ones that have been the most open. Um, the ones that I've struggled with have been the ones that are, are most closed, you know, most like, eh, you know, like 
do it this way because I said so. Not not to have the discussion or to to go into the why or to to really talk about those things or or to experience different things. So there is a there's not only the initial decision to turn pro and orient yourself towards others. There's the ongoing decision to remain in that mindset and to get better so that you can make others better. Right. And so on and so forth. And so I think that there's a lot of value when you find an instructor that you gel with, when you find a student that you uh, are really connecting with as an instructor or as a coach to value those things, to honor them, to, to take them to heart. And I'm kind of on my soapbox a little bit right now because this is a passion point for me, but I do think it's, it's not an everyday occurrence that you run across someone that's willing to give and that you're willing to receive. And that relationship should be honored and should be respected. And, and, you know, um, uh, it comes back to, I've been watching this stupid, it's not stupid. Actually, I love it. But have you ever heard of it, man? Ip? Ip Man. Yeah. Yeah. The the martial arts. Yeah. Movie? Yeah. yeah. So he, oh, it's he great, was yeah. He was the the origin oh, not originators. He was a Wing Chun, right? Like yeah. of, Bruce of Lee. the style that Bruce Lee eventually became and all this. Well, there's a whole story. I had no idea. There's a whole story behind him. And the orientation that he had of not teaching for a very long time. And then when he took on teachers, you know, the the you continue to call your your Kung Fu teacher master, even when you become a master, right? And there's a respect level and a, and a, I don't want to call it chain of command, a chain of respect that exists there because those relationships are so important. And especially in like Chinese Kung Fu, the, the master retains responsibility for the student long after they're no longer quote unquote a student. Right. Uh, and so I remember in one of them, there, there was another master that, one of the students had gone off and done a bunch of bad stuff and used Kung Fu for bad. And the, the regret and the feeling of responsibility and the fact that this master had said, I have failed as a master. I have failed as a teacher because my pupil has turned into X and that relationship there. So I think that sounds like star Wars. It does sound like star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit, well, it is, I mean, it's it coming is. from no, that Jedi is, yeah. you know, karate and or, Karate, so to be perf- you know right, so I don't get grilled karate. out there. Karate, yeah, <laughs> quesadillas ka- uh, in Japanese martial arts. But there is a relationship there that I think, to my view, is something that that is to be honored. And and whether that be in scuba diving or skydiving or martial arts or you know in in the, you know mathematics or chemistry or whatever it might be, things that maybe you and I are not qualified to teach. Um, there's a special decision on the orientation towards others. And then there's a special relationship that can and, and will develop when both parties are open to that. And I think that's something worth mentioning in terms of my decision to, to go pro is to, is to engage in those type of, of relationships that I feel are, are full of depth and full of life giving force in a lot of ways when you honor those relationships. Um, to bring it back to Ip Man, I definitely love those movies. I, I think after like the third one, though, it's just kind of like when okay. he fought Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> okay. But the first two are absolutely re- really, really good movies. Um, and then uh, if you if you want to watch a good kung fu flick, um, Kung Fu Hustle is oh is, yeah, I love. And the follow what was the Shaolin Temple? No Shaolin. There's a few of those. Stephen Chow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that any kind Kung of... Kung Fu Hustle. A... Um, well, the best one of those movies, by the way, I don't know if you've seen it, is Shaolin Soccer. I don't have know if seen... I've seen that one. No, I'll have to oh, watch it. Oh, it is gold. Kung Fu Hustle, Oh, though. my gosh, yeah. It's basically... Not to give too much away. It's, it's Stephen Chow, Chow, right? Or Stephen I be- Chen? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's Chow, yeah. It's, it's basically soccer is the platform to spread Kung Fu. So, but it's also special Kung Fu because each, each soccer player was a Kung Fu master in a certain art. And so they'd be like one of them, my favorite, I still call my buddy this because we watched these movies together and became obsessed with them. One of them is Ironhead. So uh, you can imagine headers and I still call him Ironhead because he was that guy and that character. Anyway, great movies. Totally agree. Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer. 
And there was one other one that was more recent than Kung Fu Hustle that I forget the name of now. Yeah, no, those are movies. those are good flicks. But uh, no, I like I like and I completely agree with what you were saying. I don't think anybody has the intention of becoming um, a bad instructor. You, you know, I, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of hard sometimes. We're all humans. We all reach a breaking point we all get burnt out and you know and i i hate to probably even admit this about myself um, but i'm sure that if you've caught me at the end of a summer working um you know i'm however many classes in um my you know my temper is going to be a little bit short i'm just a little bit more short um you know I'm, i'm not trying to become that person that i don't want to become But for me also, um, taking that step back and, you know, going out and actually just diving for myself is a huge thing. And then it also brings me back to that point of why I wanted to go pro, that progression of just wanting to get better or learn more about diving is you know, if I take that step back, cause you know, people get burnt out to where they're just like, Oh, I'm doing this day in and day out. I'm not having fun. I'm just going through the motions right now. And, and so I apologize if that's ever happened to any one of my students. I don't think it ever has cause I'm the best in the world. No, I'm totally, <laughs> totally kidding. I take that statement back, but you know, people get burnt out, things happen. And, um, I couldn't even imagine being in, you know, uh, uh, certain parts of the world where it's day in, day out for probably eight months. Just there, it's, it's just nonsense stop you know you're getting more and more people but to be able to take that step back and and find that why you got into it in the first place um is always a, a huge thing and um you know i i like i like i said i haven't taught for a huge amount of time i'm about like two and a half years in uh, but this next year, and it's also too, I have a lot of different things going on. I'm, I'm you know, transitioning into this big move. Uh, I am taking a step back from basically becoming a pro. And it's something that I've always said, you know, always maintain that student mindset, bring it in. And, and to me, it will always make you a better uh, instructor just because then, you know, you're kind of putting yourself on the other side of that professional instruction point or instructor point to be able to, you know, put your mindset in the, the, the shoes of the student. So, you know, the, the first year and things might happen, you know, six months from now, six months from now, I could be teaching at a shop in Malaysia. I have no idea, but I want to take a step back and just continue my education and go find those instructors. I I've talked about it. I'm very picky with my instructors now just because um, I know better, you know, kind of like you said, bringing it back to that open water. You're looking at them like they're scuba gods. And then you look back on it and, and you're like, did we really do that? <laughs> um, did that really happen? Uh, but you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and if that has happened to you, that's probably a good thing because you know that you've grown as an individual as a diver, um, but just always to try to stay in that mindset of why you want to become a pro or why you're continuing on um, the path that you're on, um, I think is really good. Just because it, it, it's always it's good to know why you're on that path. If you, if you lose sight, I feel like we're just really quoting Star Wars. Never lose your way. <laughs> you know, we're quoting every. <laughs> Every movie. It's I know Jurassic that's not Park. quoting. It's yeah. Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> Another great movie. Except I heard the last one flops. But uh, no, I, I um, and, and there's, you know, as I continue to go down my path, I think I'm going to look back and find different reasons on why um, I wanted to go become, you know, I, I hate to throw the word pro out there because, like, you know, you do, when I think of pro, I do think of snowboarding or BMX or dirt bike or, you know, football or whatever, you know, you just these huge figures and, and being a pro scuba diver, it's just like, yeah, it's not what it's, you know, it's not, not in the same, you know, like I'm a pro. Um, well, hopefully we'll get some, we'll be become pro podcasters yeah. with, a, with a sponsorship. Maybe that's what it means to be pro. I know, right? When do I get my pro status? Where do I sign up? Yeah. What class do we take for that? <laughs> Where's the chart on the wall? <laughs> Daniel's going to go home and draw up a quick chart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really funny, though. yeah. 
be nice sharpie and and stick figure drawings uh well good i mean i think i think this to me was a really open dialogue and uh, you know there's no there's no right answer to that question right there there are people that have made the decision to go pro and there are people that have made the decision not to and there's not a right or a wrong in those things but but like you were saying and i i totally agree with this it is good to always go back to well, why why did i make that decision why am i doing this and for some people the why might be because that's the way it is i'm trapped in this cycle right now and it's good to go back for others it may be because this is the lifestyle i want or for others it might be a well, i got into this to teach others and now all i'm doing is you know guiding yahoos and i don't want to do this and maybe there's a life change right um there there are the the question why around how you spend your time is an important one and and man i felt like this is a really heartfelt open dialogue and and i hope it's an ongoing dialogue and for those uh, you know that are out there that have their own why i think it's a good question to ask and we would love to hear your answers why did you go pro what what drove you to that why do you continue to stay in it and what drives the the daily decision to to get in the water with somebody or to you know write that blog post to try and get a new uh you know customer or diver or or you know what drives you to to try and get better so that you can teach this technique or that technique or that procedure or this procedure so we want to hear from you uh send us a message nick and i would love to hear from you love to hear your journey because I think each one of them is different and we have a lot to learn from each other when we ask these questions and we have these kinds of conversations. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I did, uh, but I think we're both getting hungry and it's time to, uh, to sign off for a moment. So uh, if you'd like to join this community and be a part of what we're trying to achieve here at The Dive Table, go to www.thedivetable.com. There you can do lots of things, subscribe, uh, leave us a message. You can even shoot us a voicemail. And who knows, you might end up on air at one of these points. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you for listening today. Uh, Nick, any closing thoughts? I know that when I first started, all I wanted was that gold medallion master scuba diver. Oh, so, Jesus, we're back there. I know. But <laughs> no, I, uh, um, yeah, just. Well, just like him leaving to malaysia we never actually seen it. Oh, yeah. we did see i did show you yeah, yeah that, the, the lies the gold the deception medallion. yeah I, I saw you could buy those on facebook marketplace for 10 <laughs> yeah. bucks so i still have a prove it prove it in the water moment yeah i can get you one of those i just two. bought two more yeah see exactly yeah you well if anything you're buying them anyways you're buying that professional certification too that's at right. the end of the day that's right yeah yeah you are in some ways yeah earning versus buying that's a whole different discussion <laughs> we'll come back to you all right, good. Well, uh, thanks everyone out there in the Scubaverse for listening. And we hope you join us on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.